Hi, this is Edward Liu, author of The More We Become. As a way to talk about and dive further into the insights of my book, for each episode, I've invited a special guest to have a conversation about a specific chapter in The More We Become. The guests have two things in common. One, they are individuals with big hearts who seek to elevate those around them. Second, they are ordinary people from a variety of backgrounds and experiences that deal with the highs and lows of life. These are individuals we can relate to. I have learned so much important insights from our talks on the podcast. I hope our conversation has and will be of tremendous value to you and the people you care about. My intent is that it will positively impact others in your life. Together, I hope we can make our world a better place. Enjoy. I look forward to hearing from you. Hi, welcome to another episode of the More We Become Insights podcast. And uh, this, this, this episode, we're going to talk about meditation. Now, meditation for a lot of people is an elusive topic uh, because, some, you know, sometimes uh, people uh, uh, think it's all, all the way out there. So one of the, the, my, the outcomes of t- the, uh, today's podcast is to demystify uh, meditation and, uh, and obviously talk about the benefits as it's becoming more popular. I want to make sure uh, people who listen to it if you're getting into meditation for the first time, we give you some tips on how to, you know, uh, how to get into meditation and why you should get into meditation. And for those of you who have been practicing meditation, uh, hopefully we'll share some insights that we can take your meditation to the next level. Um, uh, my very special guest today is uh, uh, Cynthia Hacker, and Cynthia uh, happens to be my copy editor. So out of anybody uh, besides myself. Um, uh, she is the most intimate with regards to the content of the book and, uh, the, the thoughts and the editing, obviously the, the final outcome of, uh, the book, she played a significant role into it. And one of the reasons why I picked Cindy, not only because of her editing skills is that I found like the, her energy, um, and what she believed in, um, is very consistent with the energy of the book. And that to me was very, very important. <coughs> I apologize for the coughing. Uh, but without further ado, I want to introduce my special guest, Cynthia. Uh, Cynthia, can you just tell the, uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, how, and uh, she also happens to practice meditations and what, that's another reason why I invited her to be the special guest. Can you tell us a little about yourself and also how has your, uh, how did you get into meditation and how has it evolved? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on Ed and congratulations on your book publication. Um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm, I was an English teacher, but right now I'm in uh, editing and communication. So those things kind of have flowed together. Um, and I do practice meditation uh, almost as a survival skill. Uh, when I think about how it got started, it's kind of a funny story. It goes way back to when I was in college. Um, I think we had started to take a yoga class on campus. And um, the kind of college I went to was sort of a fruitful place for these kinds of ideas to be circulating around. There's, it's kind of a little new agey around here. But anyway, um, this book circulated amongst my housemates. It was called The Miracle of Mindfulness. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but I think it's Thich Nhat Hanh. And um, in it, he says, you know, um, 
when you're when you're washing dishes, you should wash the dishes to wash the dishes, right? All these like funny little sayings. And I remember, you know, we would all joke like when we were washing the dishes, like I'm washing the dishes to wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was kind of my first introduction and maybe possibly a bit too sophisticated. Whereas now that idea of washing the dishes to wash the dishes, which sounds kind of funny, makes a lot more sense to me. Like rather than, you know, going through my whole day and thinking about all these things that may have been bothering me as I wash the dishes, I really wash the dishes. Like that is what mindfulness and focusing is. And I, you know, scrub and um, make my glasses really shiny, you know, and I kind of actually try to enjoy washing the dishes for the sake of washing the dishes. So that's kind of a funny little story about how I got into it. But um, mostly from there, it's been a journey much like yours of like self-discovery and, you know, progressing on your own terms and starting where you are. Like, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh's books are pretty um, sophisticated. So there, there might be something more to work up to. And there's plenty of other things out there um, that are accessible to somebody who is just starting out and meaningful to somebody who's just starting out. Because there was definitely a cultural kind of difference too. Um, I'm sorry, I'm rambling now, but, um, you know, between like East and West. Um, mm-hmm. So some of the, the books that I have read kind of have a combination of, of both ideas. So some like your book in general, I thought felt very accessible because it had, did a lot of research that, you know, brought ideas from other cultures into it. But also it was like a very human look from like a, an American guy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think the point that you made is, uh, this is when I started, uh, you know, researching and started my meditation journey, because the chapter was called the uh, journey of the beginning meditator. Uh, One of of the major walk away was that, hey, this is very individual, it's very unique. I was trying to learn from the experts. One of the things I realized is that, you know, there's nothing I can learn from reading a book more than from just experiencing it. So uh, the other point, the other point is, hey, you know, uh, you know, it's your journey, and therefore, don't feel and and judge. Uh, the the biggest thing is not to judge, you know, whether you're doing it right or doing it wrong. Uh, but again, it's it's more of the journey than, than the destination. Um, so it's very interesting that you brought up the 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 example of washing the dishes as as you're washing the dishes, right? Uh, so let's talk about what's the what's the benefit in doing that, and then I want to get into a little bit about uh, let our listeners know like why even you know consider the practice of meditation. Um, and let's talk about a little bit about the, some of the benefits that uh, our listeners may derive from uh, meditation if they have never uh, engaged in that practice. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, there are just so many um i think the biggest thing for me for meditation or for anybody is that it it gives you a break from being inside your head and it it brings you into the present which is really important you know things build up in our lives little stressors and um it's almost like a, a mental floss you need to you know clean that out you need to take a break from things you need to be with your inner self Um, or else you're not going to be in the present during your day. You're going to be in the past. You're going to be in the future. Um, 
So I think it, it helps you focus and can really, it, you, you almost need it for your nervous system. You know, like all, all the different things that we deal with on a daily basis, if they're not processed, they, they sink into your nervous system and can cause health issues. So, you know, for, it really, it runs a big range. It could be beneficial and just, you know, relaxing a little bit or so much so that it can tackle um, anxiety and even depression or help you process a problem you're having at work. So I, I cannot overstate the benefits of it. Right. We all go through a lot of life's anxieties and stresses. And a lot of that, a lot of people don't realize is caused by our uh, constant thoughts. And not only our thoughts, we're inundated with information and, 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 and other sounds uh, throughout the day, uh, just watching the TV, the, the, looking at the internet, uh, interacting with uh, our colleagues. Uh, we're constantly been bombarded with, with uh, uh, judgments and, uh, and our thoughts create a lot of anxiety. So one yeah. Of that, yeah. Uh, one of the things that meditation does is it helps us to get away from that, have some peace from that. Uh, so mm -hmm. the silence sort of breeds uh, uh, the reduction of stress uh, in, a, in, a, in a calm and more focused uh, way of a, um, living life. Um, and, and we live life more fully, right? With, the, with your example, washing the dishes, it's okay. If you're washing the dishes, just wash the dishes because you could just actually enjoy the moment. Because otherwise, our thoughts tend to either think, you know, be about the past or we have anxiety about the future. Uh, I know in the previous um, uh, podcast conversation, I talked about the fact that the only time uh, we suffer is if we think about the future or, or the past. Actually, I, that's actually from Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. So meditation, uh, mindfulness allows us to stay present. Yes, and I think, you know, it, it allows you to kind of see the other sides of things. I don't know if I'm making myself clear here, but, you know, if there is something that you want to happen, like your ego is suffering, you know, because you want things to go a certain way and they're not, you know, breathing and meditation can kind of help you see, like, it's all part of, it's just the way, the, the flow, the ebb and flow of the way things go and that you're a part of that flow. So I just wanted to go back to something quick you said before, you know, about the thoughts. I was reading something this morning that a friend had posted that reminded me of my own struggles with this. And probably a lot of people's struggles is that idea of that your thoughts are just so, you know, omnipresent all the time. And they're, and a lot of them aren't very positive. Um, and I think the best thing I've learned over time is to not judge them um, and to let them flow. Like you can imagine like a river, like, you know, to flow, these thoughts need to flow through your body and be processed and to, to not judge them and to try to just let them be and let them go, goes a long way, I think, in acceptance of when things might not be going your way. Right, absolutely. We are actually not our thoughts, but we're the thinker of our thoughts. And then when we realize that we're uh, who we are, uh, is just observing our thoughts and we can, you know, if these are thoughts that are not empowering, we could just, you know, we don't have to uh, accept that, right? We can actually say, you know, does this make sense or it doesn't make sense. And so meditation allows us to start a step back 
and just really observe rather than thinking that our, our thoughts are who we are. Yes, I think that's a really important concept, that separation. And I remember a really good strategy that I had learned. You may have learned this one too, where, you know, if you have a negative thought or a thought you don't want around, you could pretend that you, you know, you see it as a balloon and you're releasing it into the sky. Although that's not very environmental. You could also imagine <laughs> it as being on, maybe say on a cloud or a leaf floating down a stream. But, you know, the, I think the idea is to really just accept that it's there, but let it go. Because yeah, the longer absolutely. you don't accept it, um, the longer it stays. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I remember you shared an, um, an example with me about meditation where it's like, uh, you know, your thoughts are like visiting you. It's just, just make sure you don't invite it in and have tea with it. You know, just let yes. it go. <laughs> was, was that in one of my yeah. comments? Of, I think uh, so. Yeah, I learned that from you. While we were editing, I, I can't remember, you know, how or where I heard that, but I love that uh, expression too. Right. Yeah. Like don't invite it in. Don't sit and have tea with it. <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, so you, I wanted to get into, you had some questions about uh, chapter five, which is the chapter you helped me with. And it's, I think is one of your favorite, if not your favorite chapter uh, of the book. Uh, tell us a little bit about what resonated with that chapter. And then I, I also want to go, I know you had some questions that you want us to further discuss. Uh, so we could do that. Sure, sure. Well, it's definitely my favorite um, chapter, I think, just because I had been there myself. And I think it's really the most important chapter because going inward and, you know, connecting our outer and inner lives, I think is essential for what the point of your book is. Because once you do go inside and kind of discover more of your inner self, then you might be able to extend, you know, your own love and light to others, which is the crux of your book, you know, be able to give to others. Um, and I also, I really appreciated the research behind it, you know, the different things that you, you mentioned, like about the numbers, you know, number histories and symbols, um, combined with your real life experience of encountering different healers and meditators. And what I really loved was your little journal where, you know, you show your struggles and, um, the last part, uh, it was cool to see how you were integrating what you learned. Like, okay, I'm meditating today. Um, and I'm going to try this thing that I learned and I'm going to try that thing. So it was like, you, you made it your own. You, 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 now you learn some stuff and you're taking it away in your own way. And that's really what matters. Like, as we've been kind of saying all along is that it's not about doing it right. It's about doing what's right for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I remember I went to uh, Peace Village and I was trying to interview one of the ladies who've been meditating for like 20 years. And I was trying to get her to tell me, hey, you know, what are your different steps? And uh, like, what are the what are the benefits? And, you know, right. she, she did a smart thing and not really uh, like answering my question. And I realized <laughs> afterwards that, you know what, she wanted me to experience it rather than uh, have an intellectual understanding of it. Yeah, right. And it is really more of a, you know, kind of heart centered thing, rather than being so cerebral. Mm -hmm. Right, it's getting out of our heads and not, 
you know, yeah. your head. Right? <laughs> or accepting our heads and then going further past it. <laughs> right, right. To use it to see it for what it is and then use it in a, in a positive way. Um, so what you had some uh, questions from the chapter that you wanted us to go further into? Well, it was interesting. You know, I think both of us have um, collected a bunch of different strategies um, for kind of that first start of meditation that kind of just gets us to focus on something um, and not, you know, on our thoughts, um, you know, different visualizations. Um, but some of what you had been talking about in your book was the beginning of going within a little bit more and um, connecting with that part of you that can connect with others, I guess. And I'm wondering how your journey has deepened since the writing of the book or where you're at. Right. Yeah, absolutely. When I started writing, it was uh, actually in 2010. And so some, a lot of what I'm doing today is different or uh, there's some, so, there's still some things that I've, I, I keep doing, but it has evolved over the years. As I think listeners, as you, as you're meditating, you'll find that that, that will be the case. Uh, and some of the things um, that I've added is, um, for me, meditation is more also like spending time with God. And uh, so, like in a lot of my mantras, uh, I'll mention God, you know, uh, in the middle of my, one of my mantras, it, uh, I breathe, when I'm breathing, I'm thinking about, uh, like, God loves me, I love God, God is great, great is God, and let go and let God. That's one of the things that I say. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, that's one of the differences is just uh, uh, understanding that when I meditate, um, I'm closer to the, a higher source. Um, so I think, uh, and then also like other, like certain words uh, I'll use, right? Uh, most of the time it's, uh, it, you know, I'm trying to I'll focus on my breath. But there's times where I think about the three words I've been thinking about was mm -hmm. uh, joy, inspiration, and love. And so I'll intersperse that. I have a, I have a very structured way of meditating. Um, and so there, um, so part of it is I understand there's moments where I'm just focusing on the breath. Other times I'm focusing on um, certain words. Uh, that and words, uh, in, as you'll find out in the, in the fourth chapter, it has energy, right? So, uh, part of meditating is also, also focusing on those words that elevate who I am as a spiritual person. That is a great suggestion. Um, you know, I tend to focus on colors sometimes, like the colors of the rainbow, but um, I like the idea of these words and what they mean, and maybe that can you know, kind of help you elevate your consciousness a little bit more on the ideas. Um, it's funny, I just want to share this real quickly. I don't know if other people go through this, but whenever you go to a meditation class, it's one of the biggest things they do is ask you to focus on your breath, right? right. And um, every time I tried to focus on my breath, I would be so worried. I, I almost like couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I was over-focusing on the breath so i had to almost abandon the breath and move towards something more like um something visual like i said like colors or numbers 
but um, I really like this idea you're bringing up of using higher ideas to kind of meditate on. And along the way, my breath would kind of be normal and I would hear it again. Um, but yeah, the, the, med the breath thing always, always had me, uh, right. you know, really feeling like, oh my God, oh my God, I, I was probably hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. Well, and a couple of uh, thoughts, right? Like, uh, you know, so, so sometimes these words are also intentions, right? Like, so uh, I, do, I have kept, um, you know, a visualization where uh, I start out with like an emanating heart because that's like a source of our spiritual energy and then connecting it uh, like a, a river winding onto a treasure and connecting to the, the rays, which represents God. And then I, I, I and I, we visualize those two images and then I say peace, harmony, and love to everyone. So my intention is to send that positive energy out to the world. Uh, the other um, insight that I, this is what the more done recently is um, like meditation is not just you just sitting there and not doing anything. It's actually active paying attention. So if I'm, let's say mm -hmm. pain, if I'm thinking about my, on my focus on my breath, I'm paying actual focus on my breath right and the is your in your breath that oh um what the uh one of the mark canefield who wrote the chicken soup for the soul he said that when you pray you're talking to god but when you meditate you're listening to god so uh so when it's a great I, quote yeah so i would when i when i focus on my on my breath um i'm I'm i feel that i'm spending time with god or i'm focusing on or listening to God and uh, you know, insights start to uh, come, come from doing that. Yeah, that's what, you know, I would really recommend that people read that part about the emanating heart. Maybe you could even talk about it just a little bit more because, you know, the idea of sending out, you know, peace and light to others, I think is really important right now because we feel very fragmented now, I think from each other in the world right absolutely um yeah i i like it because i think at the end of the day we're, we are energy and uh, we're spiritual energy and the emanating heart it just speaks to our spiritual self and then uh, i i the connecting the second image connecting um the river connecting the treasure to the sun's ray i, I imagine that's our connection to god and then um, I just, that other thing about peace, harmony, and love is, is something that I just added. This is natural mm -hmm. because when you're spiritual, you believe, I think it's, this is true, that we're connected to the, the people around us. And uh, in my book, I talk about everybody else as, as we have our individual selves, but we also have our extended selves. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a very important concept. And mm -hmm. I think when you did that emanating heart um, meditation, I think that you you said there was a visual in the room of like a bright heart, right? And you also put one in your house. Yeah, yeah. I actually got to find. It. I don't have that. I got to look for it, but uh, <laughs> I got the actual poster uh, from um, Peace Village. Uh, but now I just more visualize it in my head. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like almost like a sun. You know, uh, that's the, nice. The rays, sun emanating from my heart, and I can see the rays. This you know, the rays yeah. of, of the, of the emanating heart. That's great. Can you share your, um, the golden light strategy also? Cause I think that's another really good one. 
Right. That one was actually my for my first breakthrough. Uh, I went to a Bijan and Jomi seminar. He's he's that of the effortless prosperity. And then uh, uh, it basically that visualization is just imagining uh, sunlight descending down on your head into your heart and into your, your body. And just like the, the rate, the, the light just um, uh, pervading throughout your body as as that light's coming from your head uh, through your heart and spreading it to the rest of your body. And uh, when I first did it, I was like, wow, this is the first time when I meditated where I felt like really peaceful. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I know you uh, also practice it and um, uh, you want to speak to it as well, but uh, I don't, I don't do that anymore, uh, but I probably should revisit it uh, because the emanating heart gives me a similar feeling as well. But um I should try, I should maybe revisit it from uh, from time to time. Yeah, it was fun to see you bring that one up because that was probably one of the earlier ones that I had learned too. And I still do that a lot, but I think, um, I think I may move towards the emanating heart now (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that's not something I've spent a lot of time on, but I like your suggestion of the making it like a sun, you know, Mm -hmm. emanating from your heart because that's something I can relate to because I'm, constantly outdoors right yeah i noticed you're very connected to nature which is which is great right i think that's that's where you're um it also allows you to stay present and and, and be yes yeah and feel small (laughs) you know in in the sense that it it helps your ego you know to go to big wide open places kind of puts things into perspective a little bit Right, right. Oh, it, it, does, it kind of does two things, right? We're small, but we're also part of a larger whole, right? So, yeah, one yeah. is one of the same. All right. Um, uh, did you have any other questions? Okay, well, I think my last question here has a little bit to do with two things. Um, I'd like to hear some advice about how to connect up you know, our inner and outer worlds. And I'm wondering if you think it has something to do with what Wayne Dyer talks about that you brought up, that gap between your thoughts being the gateway to our creativity. Um, Can you speak to that a little bit, that gap and how we might connect um, ourselves to our spirit and raise our vibration? Yeah, I think, uh, again, um, you know, I think when we're in that gap, we're connected to the higher source. Uh, and for some people that's God, right? And so like, uh, you know, right before I, I'll do something where I'm, I know I'm gonna create something, uh, I generally find that it's helpful to, to, to meditate. And then once I meditate, um, you know, I'm more focused. And, uh, and when I start to create, things just start to, uh, Come, you know, come up, and in terms of uh, what I'm trying to do on 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 that uh, particular project or whatever task I'm working on, um, I think uh, there are certain energy levels uh, that can help uh, promote the creativity. And certainly, you could. There's two ways you could start with silence. In silence, it allows you to connect with the ultimate source. Uh, uh, silence allows you to c- connect with the uh, ultimate source. Um, I think also like if you play insp- inspirational music, that also accesses your creative uh, side. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, people meditate also. I know that uh, 
Jack Canfield meditated, and then he, out of his meditation, came the title of his book, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Uh, and so there's a lot of, um, you know, benefits that from a creative side to, to practice because that puts you in a state that, you know, one of the best states to start to be creative and to do what is it that you want to try to create. That's excellent advice. And uh, I guess I just had one more quick one, you know, for anybody starting out right now, like where's the best place for them to begin you know i know you and i kind of had started with like some classes um but you know things are a little bit different now i know there's that calm app calm c-a-l-m mm -hmm. that um i have a friend who uses that and i tend to use youtube and just find some music or find some guided imagery but do you have any other suggestions that might make this more accessible you know to somebody who's just starting out I think starting out, I guess the simplest way is to uh, maybe you don't have to do, I do about 20 minutes to half an hour. So just start out doing five, 10 minutes and uh, just focusing on, on your breath and uh, uh, even counting your breath. Um, and then, you know, you're, you're in, it's inevitable that you're going to have like thoughts that pop up. I still like even today's meditation and any meditation, most, med most times when I meditate, I have thoughts that pop up. So the idea is to not play with it. The idea is to let it go as if it's clouds in the sky. The idea is not to have tea with your thoughts, um, <laughs> as you suggest. Uh, but just you know, let uh, start out small, and uh, and just progress. And then as you feel, uh, you know, better about it, then meditate more. I think you. I think like for for me, for example, um, I think I want my next uh, iteration. Uh, iteration will be to start meditating at the end of the day in addition to at the beginning of the day but for those starting out I was I would just suggest uh, uh, maybe start out five ten minutes focus on your breath and just follow your breath and just uh, and just be the observer um, and see how that feels and uh, you know even keep a journal like uh, that's what I did you know in my chapters I started journaling you know some of uh, how I felt and some of the insights and thoughts and and um, you know it's a good way I think that that could be a good way to start start out um, and obviously there's uh, a lot of meditation apps as well and um, if you read the fifth chapter uh, you'll also have I share obviously different ways that I've, I got into meditation through different um, sources and different groups uh, one last thing is it maybe the best way is to uh, participate in, a, in meditation with a group um, and you know those usually are not that expensive and some of them are actually free uh, so that like when you meditate with others uh, at least gets you started on your practice that's true and you know there's there's a couple of yoga studios around where i live that are having meditation virtually like it's it's a call-in so mm -hmm. you know if you have concerns about being around people in COVID right now that it can be done in other ways. There's lots of uh, places that are doing that. Yeah. And even um, if you don't, uh, you know, meditate as much, start to spend more time in nature and start to just pay attention, just observe. And then when you're uh, practicing what I call mindfulness activities, you know, you're not, uh, if you're fully present, you're not thinking about, you know, your thoughts or, uh, but that's also a way of, 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 you know, getting into meditation is to, because in, in reality is like, 
you know, when you interact, you know, the rest of your day, you're not necessarily sitting in a lotus position. You still have mm-hmm. to interact with the world. And so, so the best way is to find things that you enjoy doing that allow you to sustain your attention. And that could be a walking in the park. That could be gardening. Uh, and just, just uh, pay attention and, uh, um, you know, and stay focused in the moment. Um, so that's, that's another way to uh, start to get into mindfulness and, and the practice uh, and the power of uh, focusing on our silence. That's a great point too. Like how do you take the moments where you are able to meditate and be present and bring it into that outer life again, you know, the life of work or children or, you know, whatever else takes up your, your energy. How do you, how do you bring it to that realm? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, meditation, uh, I think this is a conversation that we're going to continue. Uh, I'm going to have another episode uh, on meditation on the ne- next uh, podcast. Uh, so we could go on and, and, and for me, it's not, it, it's not over. Right? I still have a lot to progress. My journey and your journey uh, is different, but uh, I'm sure you're going to, you agree with me that it's a, it's a journey. It's an ongoing process and we're, we evolve. Right. Uh, um, so I think uh, this has been great. We covered a lot. Um, and hopefully people, uh, the listeners, you know, got some uh, valuable insights on, how to, how to start their meditation practice and uh, um, also some insights from the value of meditating. Uh, so I always end the, the, the podcast with like, what are some uh, walkaways that you would want, we would want listeners to walk away with, you know, from this conversation? I guess I think in the best advice is to begin where you are, hmm. you know, start with whatever works for you. And if that means, you know, enjoying washing your dishes and not grumbling about it and getting into making them really clean and being in the moment, that could be a place. But um, to just trust your your inner journey and uh, don't give up. Right. And I think for me, I would like the listeners to walk away with it. Who you are is at the core is, is your spirit. And uh, it's not the noise of the world. And uh so there's a lot of value to get away from the, the, you know, the thoughts and the noise of the world and, and just remember who you are and the, the light that you represent. And uh, you choose to begin meditation. It's a way to access who you are and your higher self. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, you know, I hope you guys can see why I chose Cindy as my copy editor and she brings a lot of great positive energy uh, in uh, helping me uh, publish this book, and uh, she's she and I uh, we have similar uh, energy level in terms of what we want uh, to spread to 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 the people close to us and the rest of the world. Um, so uh, thank you so much, Cindy. Until next time, um, uh, we're excited to share more insights from the More We Become Insights podcast. Uh, I hope you guys. Uh, uh, you know, continue to listen and hope you gain, gain value from, from these conversations. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, Ed. Uh, thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Want a break from the noises and the inner conflict occurring in your mind? 
Here are some practical action items you can do to start meditation, or something that gives you a peace of mind. Action item number one: pick an、uh, activity where you can practice mindfulness, where you're just focused on the task at hand. It could be washing dishes, it could be gardening, it could be taking a walk in the park, or drawing. If let's say you choose washing dishes, just focus on focus on washing the dishes, and just、uh, pay attention to the details of you washing dishes. Action item number two: If you want to start the practice of meditation, you could do a simple、uh, breathing exercise. Set the timer to five minutes, and start to breathe in through your nostrils and out through your mouth, and count one. Breathe in. Through your nostrils and out through your mouth, count two. Do that un- until you count to the number nine and start over again. Do that for five minutes and write down how you felt. If at any point your thoughts come in your head, try to refocus back on your breath and the counting、uh, one to nine.、Um, the other、uh, thing you could do to get started in meditation is just.、Uh, Google some YouTube videos that has two to five minute meditation videos.、Uh, that's a good way to sort of get started in the practice of meditation. Well, I hope you enjoy doing these exercises, and、uh, you embark on your pathways towards silence and a clearer mind and the benefits of the practice of mindfulness and meditation. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. This podcast is now over. For more information on Ed, head on over to his website at themorewebecome.com. There you can buy your own personal copy of his book. Books are also sold at Amazon and Barnes and Noble.